This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we work to keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name's Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder, coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. Also, mama to a 20-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son. I am walking right beside you on the path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it really real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is a solo show, and I'm confident that what I share will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please, please pass the link around, snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families around the globe. If you're feeling extra special, you can rate and review us over in Apple Podcasts. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's me, Casey, back for a solo show. So I'm trying something out this week, which is I am recording my audio, which I do every week, while also recording video of myself talking. We're going to do this thing at Sproutable where we post video of my solo shows because I'm sure you all want to watch me talking to all of you, right? Right? So the good news is I'm going to talk right at you. Well, let's be honest. I'm actually going to talk to myself in the Zoom screen. Because <laughs> isn't that what we all do when we're on Zoom? We just look at ourselves. Maybe that doesn't happen to you. Maybe it's just me. But I have a feeling that I'm not the only one. So that's the big experiment this week is I'm going to talk into the Zoom into the computer so that you can watch me talk about today's topic to you, the listener. So not only I want those of you that are 
walking with AirPods in not to feel left out. I'm talking to you. I'm in your ear right now. I'm on this walk with you. Also, you, you, folding laundry, watching the video on YouTube, I'm talking to you too. We're all together here. We're all together. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Does anybody else miss the days where your kids only wanted to watch High School Musical? I kind of miss those days only because I love those movies. Oh my God. I wish that life was a musical. I grew up watching Grease, reenacting Grease often with my best friend, Amy Perkowski, and then other neighborhood kids. I love High School Musical. I wish that we would all, I mean, I'm dying to be in a flash mob. You know what though? Hey, in my local community center, apparently once a month they're doing line dancing, teaching line dancing at the Mexican restaurant. I think I might go to that because it's the closest thing to getting in on a flash mob that I can muster up. So anyway, okay. We're on the screen. We're in your ears. It's a brand new solo show. Welcome to the end of February, my friends. Yes, the end of February. Can we talk for a second about my guest on Monday, Dr. Shivali? She's my friend now. It was such a thrill to have her on my podcast. I have had multiple instances in my life where I thought I landed her for the show as a guest only to have it fizzle out and not happen. And then when I was in Abu Dhabi last fall, I met her and we hung out. We hung out like girlfriends for like, you know, a solid 30 minutes. It felt really good. And I tried to keep it very cool because I mean, Dr. Shafali, brilliant human. Anyway, just thrilled that I got to interview her on Monday. If you haven't listened yet, finish this one and go back and give it a listen. And so honored to be a part of her incredible summit that wrapped up yesterday. So hopefully you got to be part of it because it's now old news. Old news. All right. Yeah. So we're moving through February. We're moving through February and through this late winter into spring. Something that is coming up in the community that I want to talk about is holding the container, holding the metaphorical container as we parent our kids through their teen years, right? I talk a lot about holding the container, but what does that really mean? I've had a couple different experiences with clients lately and the challenges that they're moving through that really highlight this work and this practice because ultimately, you know, our kids are moving through this weird and exciting and painful and thrilling time, aka adolescence, right? It's this like weird, wobbly period where they're not kids. They definitely don't feel like kids. They feel very old. We are looking at them like, holy cow, you aren't kids, but I still see the kid in you and you're definitely not an adult. And everybody's just kind of like, ah, what do we do with this? right? What do we do with this? And one of the things I talked about 
with my membership mamas a couple weeks ago was Reframe. Hopefully I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to pull the curtain back for a second. I am working on getting ahead with the podcast. So a few weeks ahead. So I'm actually recording this show on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, except for you're going to be hearing it like the 24th. So you're going to hear it like 10 days later, if all goes well. That being said, I am noticing that doing these solo shows into the future, like getting ahead is kind of screwing with my mind. (laughs) Because I'm like, have I said this already? I was saying to somebody today, I'm like, you know, Sometimes I kind of feel like my solo shows on the podcast are me saying the same thing in a variety of different ways, but nobody's complaining. So I think that you're okay with it. And, you know, if you're not, you can reach out to me and let me know. Just be nice about it, right? So anyway, holding the container, creating a reframe, you know, there's so many things that our kids and they're wired for it during the teen years, right? They're wired for individuation. They're wired for like figuring out their self-expression. And they've got to try a lot of things on. They're wired to seek the new and the novel. They're wired for excitement, right? They're wired to turn towards their peers. This is their wiring. This is their wiring, okay? Well, we forget about that. And we observe them moving through the world and so easily can drop into, oh God, dead in a ditch. Oh God, raped. Oh God, drug addict. Oh God, suicide. Oh God, you know, fill in the awful blank, living in a van down by the river. Or as one of my sweet, sweet membership mamas often will say, oh God, never leaves home, never leaves the couch, right? And I know you've heard me say this, listen, and I can even feel that energy in my body, that, oh God, energy. And because it's familiar to me, I know that energy. I've lived in that energy. Those of you that have been here for a while, you know, listen to the solo shows in the fall of 2018 and 19, and you hear it. You hear my angst. You hear my, oh God, right? Because that's really when the gauntlet was living large here in my house. So yeah, it's easy to go into that place of fight or flight or fix it or, you know, freak out, right? We dysregulate. We watch our kids making terrible choices and we dysregulate. We get scared and we forget that our kids are really trying to work out who they are. They're trying to work out what's important to them. What do they value? They're trying to work out how they want to be treated, how they want to treat others. They're trying to work out and learn about the effect that they have on their life, right? And to do that, they explore, right? They explore. To do that, they try things on. Literally, some of our kids, right? Trying things on. When you have, if you have kids that have really, you know, gone extreme in how they dress or how they physically present themselves, trying it on. How does this feel? Does this feel true to me? Is the attention I'm getting for this what I want? What I not want? What do I not want? I remember saying to Rowan at one point, like, oh my God. I don't want to send you the wrong message. 
And what you're wearing makes me really uncomfortable because it might draw attention that you don't want and it's your not your fault and how you dress matters and you shouldn't be treated, you know, I mean, it was just like, Rowan was like, mom, what are you trying to say here? Like spit it out. And honestly, it was really messy, right? Because we don't want our kids to be hurt. We don't want our kids to be misjudged. And in our effort to try to create a world where that doesn't happen, we send lots of messages and we forget that our kids learn through experience. Our kids learn through experience. They learn inside of this container that we get to hold for them to practice in. So the reframe, and I was sharing this with one of my membership mamas, like the reframe of if my child dresses like that, they're going to be taken advantage of. The reframe is, oh, my child is trying to figure out identity and is working on finding a fit that feels good to them. And as they mature, so will their style, right? Like, what if we just hold it like that? So yeah, so there's this container. We are the container. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener 
go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Our kids don't need the first people to be judging them, be us. That's not our job. Our job is not to judge our kids. Our job is to love them, accept them, support them in processing what they're moving through, what they're experiencing, processing the relationships they're having, the relationships they're not having, the relationships that are hard, right? Our job is to validate that the experience that they're having is hard. Our job is to acknowledge the strengths and the characteristics that we see growing inside of them and on display here and there. Our job is to remind them that, you know, like last week on the solo show I mentioned, our job is to remind them that we're going to love them no matter what right? We're going to love them no matter what. And all the things that they move through in this life during this period of time, these are all threads in the fabric of who they're meant to be, right? So I have a client who we talked a lot about sibling relationships. And I know some of you out there have kids that fight a lot that don't seem to get along, right? And depending on what your experience with your siblings growing up or now is or was, you've got some feelings about how your kids treat each other. And that's okay. You can have those feelings. But remember, the sibling relationship, the container that the sibling relationship exists in is our first place for working out what it means to be in relationship with somebody else. As a parent, we get to support them in navigating each other, right? Having conversations about skills that they could be using to work out the challenges that they're having. The other thing as parents we get to remember with sibling relationships is the ways that our kids treat each other has more to do with how connected they feel to us parents than it does with each other, with the siblings. So if you've got kids that are really tough with each other, my invitation to you is to create some one-on-one time and really nurture and bolster your kid's sense of belonging and significance, right? Hold the container, allow that dull roar because there's gonna be sibling conflict, okay? There's no getting around sibling conflict. And remember, reframe it as, oh, right, they're learning about relationship with each other. We don't want them to learn about toxic relationship or abusive relationships. We want to step in and support and take time for training and skill building and also really solidify our individual relationships with our kids. That's under the iceberg kind of thinking and trust that they're going to get better at relating 
to each other, holding the container for them to practice that, right? And the same thing is true. Another thing that's been coming up a lot that I've talked about here on the pod at nauseum, because hello, we have teenagers, is weed smoking, vaping, drinking, that drug substance experimenting. Okay, none of us really want our kids to be doing that. Can we all agree on that? Of course, right? Of course. Like, wait or don't ever do it. Of course. That's my first point. Of course, none of us want that. And this is a period of time where some of our kids are going to feel that antsy kind of, what else is there to do? That little bit of antsiness, of novelty seeking, of excitement seeking, and it's going to look like vaping. It's going to look like trying weed out for a little bit. It might look like drinking, right? That is something that comes with the territory. And of course, our first instinct is, I got to shut this shit down, right? You cannot do that. I'm going to shut it down. But remember who you were as a teenager or who your sibling was or your boyfriend or your husband or your wife. Maybe you weren't this kid, but think about those kids who lived in rigid homes with that authoritarian style, right? Shut it down. You will not do this. You will be grounded forever. I will take all your things away. You will be punished. What did those kids do? What did I do? Underground. I didn't stop making risky choices. I just tried to get sneakier about it. And I had no one to process what I was doing with because I had to keep it from my parents, right? So when we put this in the context of holding that container for practice and we think about substance use, consider this. I have no perfect suggestion. I don't think anyone does on how to get our kids not to do the things. What if our job isn't so much how to get them not to do the things but instead is how to be with the journey that they're on with the things, right? It's not permissive. It's not, I don't care if you do this. Instead, it's, wow, I'm nervous about this for you. It can be, I'm not okay with having this in our house. It can be like, let's talk about and research a little bit brain development and nicotine or brain development and marijuana. It can be, conversations like, well, tell me about how that made you feel, right? Let's process what's happening for you now that you don't have the nicotine, that you don't have the weed. Are you feeling withdrawal? Really sit in with that. What does that feel like? Are you okay with it? How has your life shifted since you've started doing this thing? Are you okay with that, right? So of course, again, we don't want our kids to do drugs or drink or vape. We don't want that for our kids. And holding a container for them to practice consideration, critical thinking, problem solving, connecting the dots, reflection, that's going to be more important for our kids to leave the house with than everything was locked down when I was at home. Now I'm out on my own. I can do whatever I want. Watch this. Watch what I can get into. So holding that container for practicing life skills right? We're holding a container. And who do we be as we hold that container, right? Are we a crazy freaking out 
off the rails parent who's just so scared and so desperate that we'll do whatever we think we need to do to shut things down. I don't want to be that person. I've been that person. And it's actually, it doesn't really work out anyway, right? I want to be in relationship with my kid. I want to be able to have hard conversations with them and to hear about what they're considering and after the fact, what they have chosen to do and how it actually feels for them. Does that make sense? Like I just think about, I feel like I already was talking about this recently, but I just feel like I would have had someone to talk out the crazy stuff that I was doing. Maybe I wouldn't have done so much. I don't know. Fortunately, there's no permanent damage other than a very fuzzy memory of college. (laughs) I wish I could remember more. You know, I didn't have anyone to talk to about that, except for my other peers who were pretty much engaging in the same thing. So holding a container for practice, holding a container for reflection. Same is true for school. So many parents and I'm there too. Like I get this, you know, Ian's a junior in high school. He wants to go to college. You know, I'm thinking about his GPA probably way more than he is, but maybe not. Maybe I should ask him, do you think about your GPA? He knows that he has to, well, at this point he knows he wants to go to college and he knows that doors stay open the better he does in school, the better he looks on paper. He gets that. And I trust that he gets that. And I also believe everybody can go to college. Like as far as being accepted, like there's community college, there's trade school, there's options for everyone, right? I get that. And gosh, darn it. I see that missing assignment on the portal and I'm like, mm, why, what, what's happening there? What it, why is that late? What's missing? And I really have to wrestle with that conditioning around, oh, I just want you to do your best. And in my mind, his best is like, how hard is it to get straight A's? Come on, that's your best. Just do it. Even though I'm also like, this is your deal. I've already went through school. I can claim that 3.1 GPA that I got out of high school that got me into the University of Arizona, right? I'm good with that. And I get to be good with whatever is showing up for my kiddo. I get to hold the container to practice when he mentions haphazardly that he has a Spanish exam coming up. I get to ask him, oh, are you studying? Can we speak Spanish together? Because I love speaking Spanish. And was I on his case? I was on his case a little bit. Like, how do you study for Spanish? What does that look like? What are you hoping to get on that test? What do you need in the class? You know, he even said, he's like, I don't really need to get, I can still get a B even if I fail the exam. And I'm like, okay, well, is that what you want? Like, how much effort do you think you need to put in to pull off a better grade? And he, you know, he sat with it. I wasn't on his case. I tried to really keep that energy on him. Like, this is your job. This is your deal. Like, I'm neutral-ish. I'm holding the container. And he studied probably more than he had before. And he ended up doing pretty well, right? Energetic responsibility, holding the container for our kids to practice. The teen years are not a time for perfection. They're not a time of mastery. They're a time of flailing around. And our job isn't to stop the flailing. Our job is to consider who do we want to be while our kids flail around? How do we want to show up for them? Right?
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Same with, you know, chores and helping out around the house. I had this great call with one of my member mamas and her partner, and they were talking about cleaning the bathroom. And her partner was really like, oh my God, what is the problem? Why can't he just clean the bathroom? And later that day, I walked into my child's, my son's room, right? With my phone. And I took a little video of his bathroom. I was like, oh, look, this is not your child's character flaw that he does a half-assed job of cleaning the bathroom. This is teenage life, right? This is not a top priority for our kids. I remember my college bathroom in the apartment I lived with, my friends Cassandra and Erica, and our bathroom was disgusting. It was gross. I didn't care about cleaning the bathrooms till I was out of college, probably. But once I cared... Then I clean the bathroom. And that's the thing. And it's not about your kids not caring about you. It's about prioritizing, like they're fine living in their own filth, right? And it doesn't mean that they'll never learn. It doesn't mean that they'll never be tidy, clean people. It just means that right now that's your agenda and not theirs. Hold the container for practice, right? Continue to have Sunday fun day house cleaning days or whatever it looks like in your house. Keep making the requests. Keep creating the routines, the expectations. Be in your confident authority around, you know, all of us sitting down at the table together. Be in your confident authority while holding the container around. We're not okay with, you know, drugs in our house. Be in your confident authority as you say, I see that you guys are having a problem. It is not okay with me for you to be name calling and swearing at each other like that. So what's the solution, right? What's the solution? What do you need? What's going on under the surface? How can I be supportive? Holding the container for practice. Because I think what happens is when we see behavior as good or bad, when we see behavior as, yeah, good or bad, and our kids are getting into some mischief and aren't showing up, 
let's face it, as perfect non-mistake makers, we feel like something's wrong, right? Wrong with them, wrong with us. We've done the wrong thing. We don't have the right rules. But really we forget like this period of time is a wild ride. It is about pushing boundaries. It's about pushing against status quo, thinking outside of the box, looking for novelty. Just like I said at the start, all of these things are super alive during adolescence, right? And sometimes I'm thinking about a mama that is in the Facebook group, Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens. It's a free Facebook group who reached out and talked about having a son who's the opposite. You know, it's more of not engaging in any of the things, not really engaging in anything. He's going to school, but doesn't want to have an extracurriculars. I'm thinking of another client like this, isn't interested in much else and barely interested in school. Can we be with that? And what does that look like? And what happens when we pivot into this is temporary? The style, this experimenting, this lack of what feels like lack of motivation, this low is temporary. Who do I get to be in the meantime as we move through it? Who do I get to be in the gauntlet with my kiddo? How do I want them to look back on this time? Like, whoa, I was really out of my mind or I was really out of control or I was really scared or I had very little self-worth and you never left my side. You were there for me, metaphorically, not literally. Okay, people, leave your kid's side, please. But, you know, and, and I'll tell you from experience, having a kid say, you know, thank you for who you were through my toughest times is a profound experience, right? And isn't that what we want? We want to show up in a way that holds space and honors that they're moving through things right now. And we get to love them and we get to trust that they're going to make it to the other side. We're going to have faith in them and in their ability to grow through what they go through, right? I remember when Rowan was really in her toughest period of time and I said to her, I was like, you know, Rowan, I was like, I bet in the future you'll look back and there will be a lot that you've learned through this. Of course it was bad timing and she was like, I don't care. She got kind of irritated at my moment of like, you know, personal growth. But man, is it ever true? Who she is today is absolutely related to what she's been through. Who your kiddo is today is related to the experiences and the relationships that they've had. Who she was in the depths of despair was related to the experiences and the relationships that she had had up until that point. And don't forget that our kids are great perceivers and really bad interpreters. So they're always interpreting what we say, what we don't say, looks, body language. They're doing all sorts of interpreting. And they're not very seasoned, experienced interpreters. So sometimes there's some misunderstanding. And that's why the relationship piece is so key. That's why we get to circle back and say, you know, can I say that a different way? Or I'm curious what your experience is of me. I want to know what you need. I love you no matter what, right? 
Let's let go the expectation of mastery during the teen years. Let's let go of the idea of mastery before they leave the house. I mean, think back to your late teens, your early 20s, your mid-20s. Did you have all your shit together? I didn't. I was still learning and growing and figuring things out. I had my two kids and was like, whoa, there's a lot more for me to learn and figure out and keep growing. Today, you know, today, I mean, I've got my oldest is about to move out and I'm like, oh my God, I got some stuff to work out around letting go and watching her leave, right? There's no end to the learning and the growing. So to hold our teenagers to this expectation of mastery around, you know, social, emotional skills, self-regulation, cleanliness, hygiene, all the things, it's inappropriate. But we do get to hold the container for them to practice all of those things. Some days they'll do a pretty good job. Other days, not so much. We get to keep holding the container. We get to keep holding the retainer not the retainer. Fortunately, hopefully we're not holding any more retainers. I could do a whole podcast on losing retainers. Anyway, side note, the container is really about acceptance and curiosity and trust and faith, right? Yeah. Um, That was my little ramble that I have for you today. I hope that it was useful. So next week on the podcast, Monday, you're going to, oh, you're going to be hearing from my friend, Dr. Chris Willard. He wrote a couple books. Some of them are children's books. He's a mindfulness guy from Harvard. And he actually wrote a book called Growing Through What We Go Through. And now that's like my tagline. I love it. So thank you for tuning in today and be sure to tune in on Monday when I talk to Chris. And uh, let me know if you watch the YouTube (laughs) of this, you know, 40-minute ramble, 30-minute ramble. And if it's something that you would watch again, if I continue to, you know, record the video. Okay. I love you. Thank you for being a part of this community. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, it's me again. I just... As soon as I finished recording that show, I do want to say if you feel like your teen is playing with addiction or is in need of mental health support, please, please, please reach out to a team, reach out to a therapist, get an intervention going. Please don't listen to today's show and in any way hear me say, Ah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You are the judge of if it's fine. You are the judge of if there's enough red flags that it's time to call in the troops. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure that I threw that in because sometimes we react to experimenting and risky behavior as if it's, you know, addiction and it's not always. So again, relationship, 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 being able to talk to your kids about what's going on, being able to judge if this is something that is high enough risk that you need to get extra outside support. Okay. So I just wanted to make that little caveat. I am not a therapist. I am a parent coach and you get to be ultimately the judge of what's going on with your kids. All right. 
That's it. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you so much to my Sproutable partners, Julieta and Alana, as well as Danielle and Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and helping it to sound so good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay better connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in on Monday for a brand new interview and I will be back solo with you next Thursday. Have a great day. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.